الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمان ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal And may the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The one who brought guidance to relieve the hearts of people And to relieve their lives from the stress and anxieties of distance from Allah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
send his peace and salutations on Muhammad وسلم, and upon his family and upon his companions and all those who follow in their guidance until the day of judgment. Allahumma ameen. Pray to Allah Azza wa Jal on this blessed day of Friday with only one Ramadan left between us in the blessed month of Ramadan. With only one month, one Friday left between us in the blessed month of Ramadan. That He blesses us to transition into the spiritual season with His blessing and His khair and His barakah and His guidance and His acceptance. And then He makes it a Ramadan of fath and nasr and tamkeen and goodness and blessings for us as individuals and as an ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us better through Ramadan and because of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the condition of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu better through Ramadan and because of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give decisive victory to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in Gaza over their oppressors. May Allah azza wa jal rid the land from oppression and tyranny and zulm. May Allah azza wa jal unite our hearts upon goodness. Erase from our hearts disease. Erase from our relationships oppression and wrongdoing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people of sidq and amana, of honesty and trustworthiness and devotion and commitment and ikhlas. And bless us to see the fruits of that in our lives and with real change in the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu in the direction of humanity altogether. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, as Ramadan's coming and we're at its doorsteps, we're all hoping for a lot. We have a lot of, we're an ummah of hope in Allah Azza wa Jal. Our hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is immense because we know that He is subhanahu al-Rahman al-Rahim al-Kareem al-Ghaffar. He's al-Jabbar. And we ask Him with these beautiful names that He grants us healing. We all need healing. We're all riddled with, with wrongdoing. We go into Ramadan with hearts that are broken for the wrongdoing that we've committed, the things that we've said, the things we've done that we should have never done. The things that I thought that were very wrongful to think. And as I go to Ramadan and I remember Allah's beautiful names such as Al-Jabbar, we pray to Allah, Allah majbur kasrana. Allah bring us back together and make us whole as individuals. Allah knows that our hearts are broken also because of the calamities and trials that we see happening in life around us, because of what we see happening in Gaza on a daily basis. Our hearts are broken. Every believer should feel that brokenness if Iman is in the heart. When you see the tragic things that are being perpetuated on the people of Palestine and Gaza and in other parts of the world. May Allah Azza wa Jal al-Jabbar Make us whole again for all of the wounds that have been inflicted on the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, as we go into this Ramadan, we should keep a few things in mind in terms of our direction and our trajectory, individually and collectively. We're all journeying for Allah's acceptance in this dunya. Sometimes, in certain situations, we'll hit the mark, and other times we'll miss the mark. But if I'm a believer who has proper foundations of Iman within me, 
I will find that whenever I veer far away from the path, something will pull me back right back to it. Because I realize that this journey of acceptance is not a straight shoot right there. No, it's, it's a journey through life. No, it's not a straight path in the sense that life's not going to push me this way or that way. And I'm not going to become blindsided by this or misdirected by that. It's not a straight path in the sense that it's easy. Wallahi, it's not easy. As we journey on this path, brothers and sisters, all of us realize that I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no idea. And this realization could empower or, or disable. For the believer, it should empower me. Allah is the one who has مفاتيح الغيب. And you know what? If the unseen is known to him, then that's good enough for me. Because I know him. There's no way that he'll allow wrongdoing to persist. There's no way that he will allow people who are made to starve in front of the eyes of humanity altogether and who are being killed as they're waiting for aid, not holding any weapons, they're just waiting for aid, food to eat. There's no way that he'll leave stuff like that unanswered. No, the answers to people's decisions individually and collectively come throughout the results that they find throughout their life experience. So this idea of not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, and one of those things I don't know that's going to, in what may happen tomorrow, is when I'm going to die, and where I'm going to die, and how I'm going to die. These things empower the mu'min. And they trigger certain emotions within me that always keep me in check. One of these emotions they trigger is fear. You know, fear is good for the heart. Because if the person has no fear, there's no telling what they're willing to do. If they have no fear of crossing certain boundaries, that's why Prophet said, If you have no fear of boundaries and limitations, then do as you may, meaning nothing is going to hold you back. And that's why one of the wisdoms of our Salaf, they said, If the heart doesn't have any sense of fear, it will decay and experience ruin. Fear is something I need in my heart. Just as hope is something I need in my heart. Yes, I need these things. Because, brothers and sisters, we truly don't know our status in the eyes of Allah. I can hope. I'm attending Jumu'ah. I've been attending Jumu'ah for X amount of years for this part of my life. But I don't know. What's my status in Alam al-Ghaib? This, this, this thought of being consumed and overwhelmed by not being accepted for the believers actually... An empowering feeling. Look, look at this. One of the Salaf, he said, I met 30 companions of the Prophet. And these, these people were not people who self-loathed, uh, who, people who were, lacked balance or lacked understanding. They were raised by Muhammad They had instilled within them the values that are 
going to help me as a believer make the right decisions as I'm trying to hit the mark on acceptance by Allah. He said, I met 30 of the companions of the Prophet, each one of them fearing that they're hypocrites. They're fearing that by Allah they're hypocrites. In fact, one of these companions, Abu Darda, he said, if I knew that Allah just accepted two rak'ahs from me, that would be more beloved to me than everything in this dunya. You know why? Because Allah says, Allah accepts from the people of taqwa. And if Allah accepted two rak'ahs from me, that means I'm a person who has taqwa in his heart. As I'm considering this and I'm considering how I'm going to navigate Ramadan and what am I going to pursue and how am I going to focus on things. Let me bring that front and center. I want to be a person who's accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal. I don't want to be one of those people who comes on the Day of Judgment blindsided because I have done so many things and I thought they were good things and I thought they were accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal. But then the reality of ihbat al-a'mal or hubut al-amal came into play and I see all of these good deeds that have piled up throughout my life experience in dunya, erased, evaporated, becoming dispersed dust, meaningless, worthless, of no value. The believer looks for his life experiences to give him an eye into the condition that's in his heart. Because Allah tells me as a, as a believer, أَمْ حَسِبَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ أَنْ لَنْ يُخْرِجَ اللَّهُ أَضْغَانَهُمْ Did those who have diseases in their hearts think that Allah won't expose their diseases and bring it to light? So I, when I make decisions in my dunya and I want to hold myself accountable, I need to have this in mind. When I see the product of my decisions, is it something that is closer to what's pleasing to Allah or is it far removed from it? Has my distance from Allah has caused my heart and my life a lot of damage? If I feel that's the case, then you know what? And I realize that's the case, then you know what? I'm blessed that I realize this. It's not about the damage. It's about the realization. It's not about the damage. It's about the realization. There's hardly a person that's going to journey through life who doesn't cause damage with his words or his actions in some way or another, either to one person or a whole bunch of people. But the realization of that mistake is a blessing that the believer covets. Am I accepted or am I rejected? You know what? You know what the foundations of that? The foundations of this question are in me being a person who's willing to hold myself accountable. If I'm not willing to hold myself accountable, then there's no way I could ever become better. Ramadan, as I'm going into it, is going to be this journey to hold myself accountable. It's not about this journey that I'm going to pat myself on the back and mention my, my fiats and achievements and my favors. I've prayed like this and I've recited like that and I finished the Quran not once, twice, but thrice or even more than that. I've prayed this many hours of the night, I've fasted like this and I've given not 1,000, not 10,000, much more than that. And no, it's about me 
trying to release from within me the toxicity that has festered there, and I know it's there, and if I think it's not there, then you know what? The way I'm thinking is part of the problem. It's about realization. It's one thing to do something wrong, and it's another thing to choose not to do something about it. And as I go into Ramadan, let me be a person who embraces the wrong I've done by having the willingness to do something about it. And if I do that, then perhaps when my moment comes, whether it's a week away, a month away, or decades away, when my moment comes that I leave this dunya, the angels will give me the assurance that I hoped for, that you're accepted. That's the, you know, that moment when the angels say that to the mu'min, that's, 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 that's the culmination of all of our decisions and our journey in this dunya. When the angels tell the soul, come back, Allah's pleased with you, then at that point the believer would know, mission accomplished. Did this mission, was this mission glamorous through and through? Was it always on point and the direction it should be? No. <laughs> who's going to be able to make that claim? Wallahi, who's going to be able? Unless you are Nabiyun Ma'asum, and that's it, the Prophet, وسلم, the seal of prophets, he's gone. He, he's, he, he left this dunya. No one's going to be able to make that claim. Wallahi, all of the years I lived in my dunya, I was always hitting the mark and I never did anything wrong. Wallahi, those are words that would come from the tongue of Iblis himself. No one could ever make that claim. The believer's understanding of acceptance and rejection and this journey towards reform and self-accountability is synthesized by the realization that, you know what, I'm replaceable. If I don't want to make myself better, Allah is going to bring someone who is better. Allah says this in the Quran, وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْا يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرَكُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَكُونُوا أَمْثَالَكُمْ If I choose to continue down a path that is unbecoming of Iman, then guess what? Allah is going to bring someone who's going to fulfill this a whole lot better than me. As we're journeying, brothers and sisters, through every night in Ramadan, we should be hammering on this note in our minds. Allah Azza wa Jal is testing us, every one of us, by what's happening in our lives and around the world today. I need to remind myself every night, every iftar, about what's happening in Gaza, what's happening in Palestine, what's happening in Syria, what's happening in Yemen, what's, ha what's happening in, in, in Kashmir, what's happening in, in, in Iraq, what's happening in Egypt, what's happening, what's happening all across this globe. I need to remind myself of those realities and realize that I'm a member of the Ummah of Muhammad And if I am not up to par in terms of my considerations and my actions, then guess what? It is so easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inspire another one of His creation to do a whole lot better than me. And I don't want that. I want to be, I want to be that person who Allah Azza wa Jal blesses with goodness. If I want that, then I need to pursue that with this understanding. I know that nothing's for granted. So how on earth could I ever mention a favor that I've done when I know that all favors are traced back to Allah? Right? This happens in relationships and dealings with people. I remember this that I did for that person and that which I did for another person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses this note. In the Quran, he says, 
قل لا تمنوا علي إسلامكم بل الله يمن عليكم أن هداكم للإيمان إن كنتم صادقين الله سبحانه وتعالى says Do they ever dare to mention the notion that they've done a favor? A favor by believing, a favor by donating, a favor by serving, a favor by helping and assisting. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, tell them Allah is the one who's given you all favors. If you're really honest with yourself, you'll realize, and this is part of that journey to wanting to be an accepted person, that any inkling of goodness within me or done by me is not truly of me. It's truly of, of something that Allah put in my heart and then He enabled me to do. That's a humbling realization that must go into accept, the pursuit of acceptance and this spiritual path. I realize that كل كل من عند الله كل كل من عند الله Say all is from by Allah Azza wa Jal. And as I am journeying and hoping to gain this acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will never be a person who's too confident in what he's done. Having too much confidence in our actions is the source of ruin for our actions. That's why Allah says, أَفَأَمِنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ فَلَا يَأْمَنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ have they felt assured by what Allah has planned for? The only one who rest assures from that is the one who is truly a loser. That's why one of our scholars, he says, very beautifully, very eloquently, he says, أَصْلُ كُلِّ مَعْصِيَةٍ وَغَفْلَةٍ وَشَهْوَةٍ الرِّضَى عَنِ النَّفْسِ He says the source of every sin, the source of all heedlessness, the source of all desires that are triggered within people. You know what it is? It is for me to accept the status quo. I'm good. I'm a benevolent person. I've done great things for everyone around me. I, I say nice things. I give people. I, I, I sacrifice this and I do that. And you know what? I'm just an all around outstanding human being. Allahu Akbar. And then the person doesn't realize that that's the source of my ruin. Am I accepted? You know what? The journey towards acceptance starts with me realizing that it's not from me. It's not by me. And I can't accept and just be okay with what I've done. I need to hold myself accountable. I need to become better. I need to push myself further. Because if I don't, I am replaceable. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ the believer in this journey, brothers and sisters, finds a lot of spiritual clarity by thinking in this way. Having fear the way I should have it. Having hope the way I should have it. Having self-accountability the way I should experience it. Having the attitudes towards my deeds and misdeeds towards others the way I should have these attitudes. Brothers and sisters, our hearts become rusty. It's a reality of dunya. Our hearts become rusty by our words, by our attitudes, by our actions, by our dealings, by our relationships. This is something the Prophet tells us in the hadith, إِنَّ هَذِهِ الْقُلُوبِ تَصْدَأُ كَمَا يَصْدَأُ الْحَدِيدِ إِذَا أَصَابَهُ الْمَاءِ These hearts, they experience rust. Just like 
metal rusts when exposed to water. So then they asked the Prophet ﷺ, how can I cleanse this heart? He said, كَثْرَةُ ذِكْرِ الْمَوْتِ Quran." Prophet ﷺ said, those two things that are going to cleanse the heart and revive it are frequently remembering the realities of death. And really, you know, all the, these elements that we're speaking about, and when we think about death, we're not thinking about the experience of death. We're thinking about what comes after death. We're thinking about the ultimate accountability. Brothers and sisters, it's one thing for people to hold us accountable in this dunya. Why did you say this? Why did you do that? I'll never forgive you for doing this. And I'm acting like that's from people. That's one thing. But when we stand before Allamul Ghuyub, and we stand before Al Hakamul Adl to answer for those things, it's a different, it's a different. It's a different reality. May Allah Azza wa Jal, when those realities of accountability, otherworldly accountability come to play, we ask Him to have a whole lot of mercy with us and to forgive our many wrongdoings. Brothers and sisters, as I'm trying to figure out where to start, I need to be, you know, I, we all at this point should realize there's a lot that I need to improve about be, me, myself, and I. But where do I start? How do I start on this journey? It starts... From me having the courage to forgive and me having the courage to repent. Me having the courage to forgive and me having the courage to repent. If I'm going to miss the mark, the person next to me could miss it too. When he misses the mark with me, am I going to forgive him or am I going to hold a grudge? When I miss the mark, am I going to have the courage to own up to it and make it better and truly repent? Or am I going to double down and insist? Brothers and sisters, there are a lot of spiritual blockers that stop the person from gaining acceptance by Allah Azza wa Jal. Our deen teaches us about this. And as Ramadan comes in, we should think about these things. What am I allow? Am, am I going to allow anything toxic to fester within me? Or am I going to purge my system? Or am I going to do a full spiritual reboot? The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ tells us that the gates of Jannah are open at certain times. Of course, in Jannah, in Ramadan, we know that for the full range of the month, we know that for the full range of the month of Ramadan, the gates to Jannah are open, the gates to hellfire are sealed shut, the, 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 the devils or the leaders among the devils, the big devils are chained up. And what that means is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes the dynamic to make it easier for us to change. So there are certain junctures at which the dynamics are changed, the gates to Jannah are open. This hadith tells us, The gates to Jannah are open on Mondays and Thursdays. And every Monday and Thursday, just as in every night in Ramadan, I have the capacity to be forgiven. Ramadan's coming in. What will I allow to fester? Or will I do a full spiritual reboot? Prophet says here, 
Everyone has the capacity to be forgiven Mondays and Thursdays. The gates to Jannah are open. And all those who are seeking it will experience forgiveness except two people who are at odds with each other, animosity, grudges, hatred, envy, rancor, all these diseases between them will stop them from being forgiven. That's a spiritual blocker. Same thing in Ramadan. The Prophet ﷺ tells us every night in Ramadan there will be those who are emancipated from hell. لِلَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَيْلَةٍ مِنْ لَيَلِّ رَمَضَانِ عُتَقَاءٍ مِنَ النَّارِ And what it means to be emancipated from hell, what does that mean? Why? Why am I thinking along these lines that I want my neck to be freed from the fire of hell? What that means is, my life direction will change. If I'm emancipated in hell in Ramadan, 1445, that means that Pursuing onward for the rest of my existence, my direction will change and it will become a direction that ultimately leads to Jannah. That's what every one of us should hope for. Yeah, I'm not going to get to Jannah well, unless I die in Ramadan 1445, which is always a possibility. But yes, what it means to be emancipated doesn't mean you're going to get right into Jannah. It means that you're going to be set on a path that will ultimately lead to Jannah. Yeah, that path will hope, probably lead to a lot of other stuff too. A lot of mistakes, mishaps, wrongdoing. And you're going to need a lot of other redirections later on. But ultimately this path will be going down the right way. Spiritual blockers from acceptance, brothers and sisters. We need to think about these things. One of the biggest spiritual blockers from acceptance is insistence upon sin doubling down. It's one of the worst characteristics that a person could ever allow to be harbored within him. Yeah, I'm going to make a mistake. I should never allow myself to double down and insist upon it. Wallahi, if Allah puts in your, in your sphere or in your orbit someone who does wrongdoing and has the capacity to admit to it, then that's a sign of goodness in that person. Because not everyone has the courage or the strength to truly regret the things that they've done. Prophet ﷺ tells us in the hadith, إِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحَقَّرَاتُ الذنوب. Don't insist upon anything, not even undermined sins. Beware of those undermined sins. فَإِنَّهُنَّ يَجْتَمِعْنَ عَلَى الرَّجُلِ حَتَّى يُهْلِكْنَ He will find that those sins pile up, pile up, pile up. And this person that was once at a certain station, very lofty, very... Highest station has been brought down by the weight of all those sins that have weighed him or her down. Brothers and sisters, what are the spiritual blockers to acceptance? One of those greatest spiritual blockers is, is dhulm, is oppression. As Ramadan's coming in, you know what? I need to rid my system from any inkling of oppression. If I've said something or did something or took something or thought something... I need to do all that's within me to make sure that I erase all effects of oppression. Because as Ramadan comes in, one of the biggest things that take a toll on people spiritually is da'watul mazloom. Da'watul mazloom. As a reminder, for all those, again, Ramadan's coming in, and the greatest sign of insistence on oppression that we have in our minds right now is what Israel is doing to Gaza. We warn the people who are perpetuating the oppression against the people of Gaza. 
the genocide of Israel will not go unanswered by the divine power of Allah. Da'watul mazlum la turad. As the Prophet Sallallahu says in the hadith, دَعْوَةُ الْمَظْلُومِ تُحْمَلُ عَلَى الْغَمَامِ وَتُفْتَحُ لَهَا أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءِ وَيَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي لَأَنْصُرَنَّكَ وَلَوْ بَعْدَ حِينَ The prayer of the oppressed is raised and elevated to Allah and Allah Azza wa Jal says By my might and my honor I will support you and give you victory even if after some time our trust for those oppressed in Gaza and in Palestine is that that prayer will be answered and we hope it's sooner rather than later. And we pray to Allah Azza wa Jal not to make on our records any oppression towards any human being. As Ramadan is coming in, brothers and sisters, let me implore Allah profusely. Oh Allah, purge my system from bulm. Oh Allah, forgive me for if I said anything or did anything. If I know anybody, you know what? I'm not going to let my ego blind me. I'm not going to let my ego blind me if I know somebody that I may have possibly wronged, slighted, deceived. I'm going to go to that person and I'm going to beg them to forgive me today. Because at least if I get their forgiveness today, it's going to be before the day that, you know what? There's no more opportunity. Opportunity, and I'm going to take from their sins they're going to take from my good deeds and it's only going to be two out possible outcomes Jannah or Nar May Allah Azza wa Jal give us the spiritual clarity to be people who understands what it means to embrace the path to journey for Allah's acceptance Allahumma and may Allah give us his acceptance Allahumma Ameen Allahumma Ameen Allahumma Ameen Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Ashrafil Khalqi wa Sayyidil Mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu Taqullaha wal tanzur nafsun ma qaddamat li ghadin Wa taqullaha inna Allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon Amma ba'd Brothers and sisters There's a litmus test And something that we could do To uncover Whether We're making the right decisions or the wrong ones what does it feel like to be accepted? What does it feel like to be accepted? One of the scholars says this, beautiful words. He says, إِذَا لَمْ تَجِدِ الْعَمَلِ حَلَاوَةً فِي قَلْبِكِ وَانْشِرَاحًا فَاتَّهِمْهُ فَإِنَّ الرَّبَّ تَعَالَ شَكُورٌ He says, if you don't find sweetness in doing a deed, say, saying certain words, having certain conversations, behaving a certain way, Treating a person in a certain way. If you don't find that that causes a sense of sweetness within you, then you should, you should rethink the action and behavior you're doing. If you find that your heart is not open to it and embracing it, and that you feel this spiritually soothing thin within you, thing within you that's fulfilling you, then you should accuse that action because Allah is ash-shakur. And what that means, يعني أنه لا بد أن يثيب العامل على عمله في الدنيا من حلاوة يجدها في قلبه وقوة شراح وقرة عين فحيث لم يجد ذلك فعمله مدخول. He says, because Allah is ash-shakur. And part of his description of as ash-shakur, which means the grateful one, is that he gives the person who does goodness in his dunya before his akhirah. He gives him sweetness in his heart. 
He makes him feel comfortable and he makes him feel at ease and he makes him feel fulfilled and guided. And when you find that that's not the case, that no matter what I'm doing, I'm finding my chest is tight. My judgment's clouded. I feel angry. I feel agitated. I feel anxiety. I feel this and I feel that. Then I need to rethink what I'm choosing to engage in. Allah Azza wa Jal erase wickedness from our hearts by the blessings of this Ramadan. Oh Allah, we know that we've done so much wrongdoing since last Ramadan until now, but our hope is in you. That you will not deny us. Allahumma la taqta'na anka biqata'in wa la tahrimna. Allahumma la tahrimna min fadlika al-azim wa min afwika wa min karamika fi hadha al-shahr al-fadil. Allahumma ya rabbana ja'alna min ahli al-qabool wa min ahli al-rida. Allahumma tajawaz an sayyatina. Allahumma rabbana taqabbal minna al-amal al-qaleel wa tajawaz an al-zalal al-kathir. Wa iftah lana min abwaabi rahmatika wa fadlika wa ihsanika wa karamik. Wa ja'alna min utaqaika min al-nari fi shahri Ramadan ya rabb al-alameen. Allahumma ja'alhu Ramadan farajil lana. ولأمة حبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها اللهم ربنا اسلل سخيمة قلوبنا وأصلح أحوالنا واجعلنا من عبادك الراضين المرضيين الهادين المهديين اللهم اغفر لنا ولآبائنا وأمهاتنا ولأزواجنا وإخواننا وأخواتنا وذرياتنا وأصلح اللهم حال أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في كل مكان اللهم اختم لنا بخير أجمعين وألحقنا بالصالحين واجعلنا من ورثة جناتك جنات النعيم يا أرحم الراحمين آمين آمين وآخر دعوان الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني ويرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين 
إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Taqabal Allah minna minkum salih al-a'mal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to witness Ramadan and persevere in it with goodness. Allahumma ameen. We have a lot of things happening in the masjid from now until Ramadan. Uh, tonight we have a session with the Friday Forum. Uh, it's a Q&A uh, Q session all about Ramadan. If you have questions, anything related to Ramadan, you're more than welcome to join us tonight after Salat al-Isha uh, at 8 p.m. insha'Allah. Um, we pray at 7.30. Uh, also, we have tomorrow a special event or a special program for converts, new Muslims, or new practicing uh, Muslims. It's about um, optimizing the Ramadan experience, uh, an explanation and a guide to Ramadan for new Muslims. So if you don't know anyone who's new to Islam or new to practicing, tell them about it. It's, to, it's here in the masjid at 5 p.m. Uh, until 7 p.m. bi ta'ala. We also have a lot of projects that are being launched by the masjid for this blessed month of Ramadan. Uh, the theme for the month is going to be in the shade of the divine universal laws. Fidhilal al-sunan al-ilahiyya insha'Allah. And our morning and night talks are all going to be surrounding this insha'Allah. One of the campaigns that we have going is we have a feeding 1,000 families campaign. It will cost $125 to sponsor a family in need for one week of iftar. And you could donate through the masjid for this cause to feed a thousand families uh, in the blessed month of Ramadan. $125 for a family per week. So the registry, and then we have the second program being launched. It's called the Ansar of ICPC. Um, this is an opportunity uh, for people to win trips for Umrah and other prizes. You could find all the details on the masjid's website. The Ansar of ICPC, it's, a, it's a, a game to get people to uh, commit to monthly pledges to the masjid. So you can find all the details and uh, about the whole project and the whole program. The third announcement is there is a PAC conference this weekend on Sunday uh, by the um, PAC, a Palestinian American uh, um, a, a Cultural Center here in Clifton. And it's, they've been doing a lot of good programs about Palestine since the beginning of the events, since October 7. So if you can join the conference, please join it. They have a lot of notable speakers. Uh, among them is uh, uh, Dr. Marwan Barghouti, and they also have uh, uh, Hussein Zumlot or Hassan Zumlot, and others as well uh, that are joining it, inshallah ta'ala. So these are the main announcements. Please don't forget the masjid from your weekly support. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We also, sorry, we also have one du'a request for someone who just passed away uh, before uh, Salat today. Her name is Zalina bint Qadran. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have mercy upon her. Allahumma fillaha warhamha wa afiha wa'fu anha wa tajawaz an sayyatiha. Allahumma kirim nuzulaha wa wasi' mudkhalaha wa jafil arda an jambayha. Allahumma in kanat muhsina fazid fi ihsaniha. Wa in kanat musia fatajawaz an sayyatiha. Allahumma aghsilha bil ma'i wa thalji wal barad. Wunaqiha min al-dhunubi wal khataya. Wal atham kama yunaqqa thawb al-abiyadu min al-danas. Allahumma jajal ma'waha al-jannah. Wala tajal ma'waha al-nar. Allahumma jajal ma'waha al-jannah. Wala tajal ma'waha al-nar. Allahumma abdilha daran khayra min dariha. Wahlan khayra min ahliha. Wajiran khayra min jiraniha. وارزق أهلها الصبر والسلوان واجمعهم بها في جناتك جنات النعيم يا أرحم الراحمين آمين آمين